0: Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast focusing on the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson and I'm joined with Joe Crabb. Hey there. And Mr. Trevor Callis, our audio tech engineer guru of all tech things, as well as a special guest today, uh, John Simmons from Rush Creek Church. Hey John, how are you?
1: Good, good. It's good well, to be here.
0: We're so thankful that you're here. If this is the very first time you're listening to our podcast, the vision for our podcast is to equip churches um, who have are either entering into or are already into the multi-site student ministry space. And we hope to share what we've learned, what we um, are learning currently, and what we hope to learn in the future. And um, this is one of the really great opportunities that we have to share time today with with John because we call these spotlight episodes. And within a spotlight episode, we talk through a number of different things on um, churches who we found who are in the same boat as us. They're learning and um, going through the trials, tribulations and also the joys of that multi-site um, oh, yeah. student ministry. Yeah. And um, it's been a lot of fun to do that. Um, John, would you give us a, a really quick overview of, um, about your church? Share with us about Rush Creek, where it's located, campuses, all that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, so Rush Creek, uh, we are located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in, uh, Texas. And so we are in more of the, the Southern part of the Metroplex. So, um, we have five local campuses, um, all within, uh, about 30 minutes of each other, um, okay. 15 to 30 minutes. And, uh, so we, we started off, uh, original campus, um, was a small, um, Southern Baptist church, uh, established in 1983. Oh, wow! And, um, yeah, just, uh, over the years, grew, kind of evolved, and our current lead pastor uh, came on in, I believe, 19, 1994, and uh, at that point started to kind of transition to, to catch up the church to uh, more modern-day, uh, you know, of course, did the name change uh, to uh, from Rush Creek Baptist Church to the Church on Rush Creek, um, which even since then, we, in the last year, have gone to just Rush Creek Church, uh, just to better um, identify ourselves, not as a um, it, the church on Rush Creek was kind of limiting to a, a location, uh, yeah, but Rush Creek yeah. Church kind of allows us to be a little bit more regional. Uh, so, so we in two thousand four added, uh, actually launched our second campus, uh, and that was actually meeting in a junior high uh, out about twenty minutes away, twenty five minutes away from uh, the original campus, uh, and then within. I'd say eight years grew, uh, built, we built our own campus, and now we're actually in our own building, our own structure uh, that we got into in 2012. Uh, right around that same time, we actually merged with our third campus um, and uh, they were also meeting in a junior high. Since then, we, we purchased a building for them and they're meeting in that space. Uh, and then just over the last two or three years, we've merged with uh, two more churches that are uh, close by in our area. And so that gives us a total of five, five campuses, uh, and we actually have one international campus in oh, El Salvador. Sweet. Yeah, which uh, we actually connected with them through Compassion International. And uh, we were we were sponsoring a lot of uh, kids in that church. And over the years, took mission trips down there. And then whenever Compassion pulled out, we said, man, we got to keep helping this church out. So we started our own ministry to them and, and then uh, kind of took them underneath our wing and, and they became our international campus. So Technically, we have six campuses, um, one of those being international.
0: That's awesome. And, John, what is your, um, what's your role there? And can you tell us a little bit about the sizes of the campuses? Again, not to compare apples to apples, but yeah. it just that helps. Effect, yeah. yeah, it helps sometimes in the context um, for all of the listeners.
1: Yeah, so my role is I'm uh, one of the student pastors. Uh, I'm actually at the Miralagos campus, which is our second campus that I spoke of uh, that launched out um, of the uh, original campus. Um, and so the, the campus sizes, so I'll just go in order of, of when they came on. So our, our Green Oaks campus, which is uh, the original campus, um, has about 2,500 people. Um, our Mira lagos campus probably has uh, around 1,100. Uh, our third campus, which is called Mansfield West, um, probably has uh, 750 to 900 Um then our fourth campus is uh, called Handley Campus, and uh, that's up in, in the Fort Worth area. That, that campus probably has about 100 uh, to 125. And then Arlington Park is our last local campus, and that one has uh, about 75 uh, to 100.
2: So, uh, I love, I love hearing that. Would you say that there's similar, uh, in regards to like the student size and so on and so like the, you know, at your first campus, what sounds like that largest campus is the largest student ministry size on down? Uh,
1: yeah. So, um, just really a, a crazy situation just about the uniqueness of location of our, our campuses. So Green Oaks, um. Originally was the largest uh, and largest student ministry, uh, but they're landlocked around their their campus. And so um, there's not a lot of new growth coming in. So it's kind of them reaching out to the community that's been established around them for 30, 40 years. Um, but our Mira Lagos campus, which is the one I'm at, um, when we started our campus in 2004, there was minimal housing around uh, this junior high. And over the last, uh, 15 years, um, has just exploded with new subdivisions, new developments. So we've seen natural growth because of that. Yeah, and so I our student, our student ministry, uh, last semester averaged maybe five to 10 less than the Green Oaks campus, which is the largest campus. Wow. Um, so we've just seen pretty substantial growth, but then, yeah, trickling on down Mansfield West is, is right behind us and then Hanley and uh, Arlington Park.
2: And when you said you're at uh, you're at the Marilagos campus, student pastor, so you are overseeing, leading out, pastoring middle school, high school, or junior high, junior high, senior high, those leaders uh, leading out programming, preaching, so on. Is that uh, you know part of your role? Is there anything unique or specific uh, within your role at your campus uh, in addition to to leading out student ministries or as a part of the team holistically? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, I, I think that really at my campus, you know I oversee all aspects of student ministry. Um, we have a, a ministry that we try to get our students serving in all aspects of the church. And so um, I oversee that which, which branches out beyond just my ministry into the other ministries but it's primarily uh, it's, it's used and kind of funneled with students. So it just kind of makes sense that, that I would oversee that uh, at my campus. But uh, really most of my my weekly responsibilities are uh, campus specific, but we've seen that since we've added the fourth and fifth campus, um, that uh, there's kind of a need for a little bit more of a global mindset. And so um, just some of my giftings and my strengths that I bring to the team uh, just kind of lend themselves to more uh, administrative organization side of things, which kind of benefits uh, every campus.
2: I love. I in love different, hearing in different ways. Yeah, I love. I love hearing that, and even just getting a glimpse of. Uh, I think it's so important as you know, knowing the context, knowing what a person's role is on that team, as it does really help just kind of shape uh, the conversation and give insight to the listener. And so, speaking of context, why don't you just share with us what is working well in the multi-site context for Rush Creek?
1: Yeah, man. With uh, regards to student ministry, uh, man, I'd really say like our our staff, our team dynamics are just incredible. So mm, that's um, great. One of the one of the things that's pretty unique about uh, Rush Creek is that we don't have um, like a a lead student pastor or a global or central student pastor. So um, we have a family pastor that oversees uh, all of student ministries and all of kids ministries uh, and marriage ministry across all campuses. But as far as on student ministry level, we've just kind of gotten to a place where, uh, man, we, we, we love each other. We value each other. Um, we value the strengths that each other brings to the team. Uh, years ago, we went through a book called Five Dysfunctions of a Team.
2: Oh, and, yes, uh, Patrick Lencioni. Yeah. Yes. From-
1: <laughs> absolutely so man it, it really helps us kind of work through uh some of those those rough areas and get us to a place where um man we just we just know that each other uh does things so much better like um steven for example is our, our green oak student pastor the guy crushes it with uh curriculum curriculum writing uh small group stuff and so we just when we do events that require that um man, we just give that to him and uh you know he just he just knocks it out of the park and so Uh, you know, we just know that there's trust versus suspicion, um, you know, uh, right there, it's a Andy Stanley plug, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's,
2: Mm.
1: there's trust on our team. So even though we're all on the same level, there's, there's a a trust that we're not in it for ourselves, we're in it for the team. Uh, but man, beyond that, like we, we just have some really good things that we're trying to work towards. Um, like I said, trying to be better at being multi-site, like streamlining our onboarding process for new leaders, uh, before we were doing it all different at each campus, uh, and now we're trying to reduce our workload and make it uh, kind of uniform. Um, we uh, we also, uh, last year, brought in intentional churches, and they actually helped our church at large to kind of be more strategic in doubling our kingdom impact uh, over the next couple years. And so what they did is they helped us to put together uh, what we call dashboards um, that give us our, our uh, outcomes that we're going towards and key drivers that are going to get us there. And so... Uh, we have uh, the, the dashboards that are up in our offices that just kind of remind us of kind of where we're headed and to stay on track. So, uh, man, those are just a few highlights of things that we feel like we're, we're really working well and crushing it right now.
0: That's awesome. I, um, you know, I love hearing a lot of uh, churches that Joe and I and Kim as well, who uh, we didn't even mention, isn't with us today. But we miss you, um, Kim.
2: She's recovering from pulling off two amazing retreats yeah. that we just had with our middle schoolers, and so yeah. So she she got the day
0: off today. But you know, I think one of the. The biggest things that we talk about as people incur problems is, is staffing. And I love to hear, um, you know, that's one of your guys' strong suits, how you guys are working together as a team. And, um, you know, you figure that out. If you're listening today, again, just a plug there, that if you're, you know, you're looking for somebody who has some wisdom within that area, um, reach out to John, connect with him, and, you know, give him the opportunity to maybe speak into something, because that's what this podcast is about within that. Um, to be able to say like hey how are we learning from each other and I love how you guys also look at people's gifts abilities and say hey this person does this the best we're gonna trust them and we're gonna um, hand it off that's that's awesome Mm -hmm. what what are the things right now John that as a team I would assume that you guys are looking at and saying hey we need some either course correction in this or we just need to be doing this better
1: yeah, so um, just recently we started evaluating our social media accounts. Um, so we all were kind of managing our own accounts and realized that you know as student pastors we're not uh, necessarily called to be incredible marketers on social media, and uh, so you know that's that's one area we realized, man, we're just not that great at, it. and so we're trying to consolidate all of our accounts to just one. Uh, global account and trying to figure out how we can pass that off to somebody who uh, is really gifted and can run it well. And so we're in the transitional phase on that right now. And Got so uh, that's still in the works, but um, that's something that we're we're still trying to figure out. Uh, we're also looking at you know our staffing structure and trying to re rework some of our intern hours, uh, not just to be campus minded, but to be uh, globally minded for all of Rush Creek students so how we can leverage some of that effort uh, to benefit did you, everybody reduce workload.
2: Did you say intern hours or staff hours there? I, uh, uh, in,
1: about? Intern. intern. So we have interns on our team um, okay. that, that are at each campus. So their hours are designated uh, for each campus, but we're trying to maybe restructure some of that to where it can actually be used for uh, kind of global impact.
2: Okay. So you would say that if you currently have an intern or before this evaluation piece that you would primarily, um, would you say 90, 95, a hundred percent of the time they are, they are only focusing on your campus?
1: Yeah, probably about 99% of the time. And the only time that they're not is whenever we do big events, uh, that we combine campuses. So, uh, our, our, Big weekend event that we did back in January, um, they come together and they work together for the, the big events that impacts all of our campuses together. But on a regular basis, uh, their, their uh, priorities, um, their job description has, has been to primarily take care of and assist that campus student pastor at mm-hmm. that campus.
2: And, as you are evaluating that, what's some of the things that have popped up in regard to a change of a change of direction as to uh, i'm I'm signing up for my summer internship with Rush Creek. Or next school year uh, how does that percentage sh- you know shift up is it now 75 percent at that campus and what does that other 25 percent in this this scenario look like um as i'm thinking more globally which i i love it gives a, a wider breadth yeah. of, of ministry experience and uh ability to learn underneath other leaders and um even what you guys are looking to do as a team of um you know, utilizing your giftedness, they get to learn some of those specific sets of giftedness that might be more aligned with with theirs and so on. So I think there's a lot of wisdom there. But what does that kind of practically look like for that that intern as they uh, sign up for future internships with you guys?
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we're, of course we're still trying to figure this
2: out. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know in brainstorming right like there might that. be, yeah, be, the be some of those things that have popped up. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the brainstorming has been uh, like, Social media, like what I just, you know, just spoke yeah. about was maybe trying to get one of them to take on uh, social media, which is going to affect every campus. Um, writing our small group curriculum um, that every campus is going to utilize and benefit from. Um, you know, another one, uh, our admin. So we have one admin uh, that is, is providing support for all five campuses. So, you know, maybe one of our, our uh, interns may be very administratively gifted and they could help, uh, especially around key events, um, provide some admin support uh, through various ways. Uh, so, yeah, we're still starting that list and working through it. But I think those are some of our initial thoughts um, about how they could, uh, you know, work towards um, being a benefit. And, and, again, we've been trying to find out what their strengths are. So if, if one intern uh, wants to do student ministry eventually – uh, and be a student pastor, then we're going to work them in to help us with research and sermon development. Um, that's going to help us across all of our uh, campuses. So, um, yeah, we're we're working to try to figure out how to implement that well. Uh, we're in the early stages, but those are some of the brainstorming ideas we had.
2: I love hearing that because of... Um... And I think it's good for the, the listener to hear that as well, just because I know we, uh, if we're blessed to have interns, I think it's always wise to be evaluating how essentially we are um, moving them beyond just getting coffee and cleaning out storage closets yeah. and so on and so forth, and even running games. So, like we we want to and need to be equipping them to 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 replace us. Or you know, in a multi-site context, to be that next person up uh, in the pipeline. Absolutely. Um, and there is really no greater joy than watching somebody that you've led and discipled, um, you know, grow into that that giftedness that God's called them to, and find that that seat on the bus. Uh, especially if it can be at, at your at your church or really any any church. And so that's that's awesome to hear. Love that, John. Within interns, yeah. there
0: do your interns. Um, do they serve at each of the campuses so they get a unique viewpoint? Do they lock in as they're kind of getting that task that you just talked about at a specific campus? How do you guys run that?
1: Yeah, so on a weekly basis, our weekly programming, um, our big nights are Wednesday nights, and those interns really serve at their, their campus. So they're assigned to campus. Um, you know, that's, that's actually something, when you say that, I, I'm going to write that down. Because uh, that's a good thought for them to be able to, to kind of rotate every once in a while to see what the other contexts look like, especially in their, their growth and development uh, during their internship. But right now, that's not something we've done. They, they typically stay housed at the campus that they're assigned um, on an ongoing basis. So the only time that they really uh, get exposure to uh, other students or other campuses are whenever we do combined events.
0: Like your big beach camp or those type of things, correct? Yes. Okay, guys. Correct, it. correct. That, that's awesome. You know, one of yeah. the things um, Joe and I have found really beneficial to growing our ministry is when we process with other ministries. And what I mean by that is people will come to us and say, So, guys, how are you doing this? How is this working? We've had a problem. Can you help us? And a lot of times we look at, at each other and You know, In some of those situations, we know right off the bat, hey, this is what we would do. Other times, we've learned, as we've processed with that other church, what we're going to change. And that's part of the reason that we love doing these spotlight episodes, because we can shine light on the great things that a church is doing, but also step back and go, hey, um, this is what we're doing, but maybe maybe as we process this, this needs to be different. So is there anything that you have been, um, your team has been working through that maybe we could shed some light on or some questions that you had um, with us that we could process with you guys?
1: Uh, yeah, so in in regards to, uh, I know in a previous episode, you guys talked about a, a document, and I've seen the document is great, uh, where you guys have uh, kind of your red light, green lights, um, kind of above the line, below the line, what campuses are allowed to do um, with freedom of expression, things that are non negotiables. But um, I mean, how do, you, how do you determine what those are, or who gets to determine um, what those are at each campus?
2: Yeah, so I think there's a few factors that uh, weigh into um, what determines what those things are, uh, and so I say first right off the bat, um, it's it's you know doctrinally and within the philosophy of Woodside, like what um, what fits who Woodside is as a church, uh, and obviously well within you know uh, our doctrine. So knowing those things inform one another. Uh, from from there is that framework. It is really a collaborative effort amongst the team. You know, uh, in our context with size of staff and so on, we've talked how we have a a core team who who helps shape a lot of the, the the decisions and strategies of student ministry holistically and the responsibility of the core team is to bring in the voices of all the student ministry staff holistically when we meet um, so we've been talking recently about some big shakeups for next year uh, for our calendar and I can't announce them on the podcast because I don't know if we'll have gone live with it all but you know then again it'd be great if some of my students are listening to the yeah, podcast. yeah hopefully they think we're, we're cool enough <laughs> yeah, or exactly. they want to go into ministry
0: and then they'd leak it right yeah,
2: yeah exactly you get some free benefit to being a listener here um but you know we uh we talk about that holistically uh as that core team we bring in the other voices and then we do bring it to the the team all together and so you know and, and uh and then evaluating one of our recent episodes is about evaluating everything and i think that helps in determining what those things are um you know i was i was uh editing one of our episodes recently. And we talk about an event that we did and how our our multi-site middle school events we used to have when they were red light, which means, you know, everyone has to do them. And in evaluating, we moved towards them being a yellow light. And part of that was um, not that they weren't valuable, but because of the the tension that arises with various campuses and campuses launching and expectation from a campus pastor or opportunities at a campus uh, for their campus to hold like a... Uh, An event there that if we were holding an event which we demanded all the middle school guys and gals or student staff to be at Would undercut the opportunity at that campus and so a lot of those different Nuances that arise with which is common. I think in any organization, especially a multi-site organization um, Has kind of got to that point where it's been refined when you look at that game plan document and saying hey You know, and even EJ, I think EJ was so valuable in this, and in in being in that seat of saying, you know, is is that event, Joe, what we want to make a red light? Is that really the hill we want to die on? Um, You know, because we know hills that we want to die on are weekly gatherings, which are small group driven that puts a uh, an adult in a student's life who loves Jesus, who can lead and love them well. Like that's a hill worth dying on. Is the glow in the dark party a hill worth dying on? Maybe not. You know, let's make it a yellow light and let the campus decide, um, because it empowers them, it equips them, and then when they do buy into it, you've got a greater amount of buy-in. So really, it starts top-down in doctrine, philosophy of the church, uh, and then in trusting and being empowered by our leadership to say this is what is going to be beneficial to students holistically um and then you know still within that giving freedom for campus to contextualize things you know the guardrails are a little bit tighter um but they still have that freedom to contextualize and then fleshing it out there and evaluating so is that uh thoughts on that Uh, feedback on that yeah uh, let
0: me add this too when we um john when we started those dna documents and that type of thing that was when woodside was still kind of at the 2.0 meaning we were Acting in some arenas of ministry in Central. So, um, you know, Joe was leading student ministry across all of the campuses. And I was serving in a next-gen position, you know, across all the campuses, kids, students, young adults. And within that, um, Joe did 90% of the work on that DNA document. And now as we've shifted to a very central-driven model, where central is, you know, making a lot of those decisions, obviously with the input of campuses, that was kind of the transition. So for you guys, where you guys have, um, I believe it's Kurt, um, you know, sitting uh-huh. in that family role, he, you know, he has input within that, but you student guys are really the ones coming up with that document, and that was part of the transition that we had from the Woodside 2.0 to 3.0, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of churches. Are either there within yeah. their model, or as they shift to a different one, that's where that DNA document, the playbook, is so important because it keeps everybody on the same page. So that's helped us a ton.
1: Awesome, man. Hey, so this actually just uh, came to me while we were, while you guys were talking. Um, promised I was listening. It's all good stuff. But, uh, so <laughs> active, active
2: listening. Active <laughs> that's listening, right. That's yeah. right.
1: Active listening. So, um, but uh, the next question is, man, with with you guys have uh, fourteen campuses, is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, so at any point, did you guys have, uh, campuses that were, um, near in location and maybe, maybe one of them started off really small to where in the student ministry, uh, area that one of those campuses actually joined another campus for maybe your, your primary worship time, um, you know, and, and kind of weekly programming. Uh, have you guys had any experiences like that with any of your campuses? like maybe they, were, they weren't large enough to kind of support their own just yet, and so you guys had to combine campuses at student ministry level?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll give the, the 30,000 foot, and then Joe can go into detail a little bit here. Um, you know, the identity of a campus is really important to us. So because of that, within worship and teaching, um, the only time we have uh, those combined are outside of the typical weekly setting. So, you know, Wednesday for our uh, middle schoolers Thursday for our high schoolers. Um, we've we've never really combined those in proximity. Where we have done that is with events, yeah. um, especially during the summer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so we've we've you know we have uh, entertained that thought before, but I think EJ nailed it on the head. It's the identity of the campus, although it's like it's a it's a temporary win, whether it's the critical mass or uh, so on and so forth. It's like it's ultimately it's where we found like the work is worth doing in regard to keeping it specific at that campus um, for those weekly gatherings. Because of the identity, the culture of uh, uh, being created at that campus, what you hope to move forward in doing so, and it values that campus. Yeah, uh, is what we had found. But yeah, we've done a lot with events and, and, and a lot in the summer and everything, where um, guys or other campuses will come to really. I mean, they. I think a lot of them have done it. I think our our Royal Oak campus and Farmington Hills campus has come here. Farmington and Plymouth have worked together. White Lake and Lake Orion have worked together. Like Lake Orion campus is a campus that has a lot of lakes mm-hmm. in their area and therefore a lot of boats. <laughs> so we all try to get together with Lake Orion for that tubing event. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I think yeah. I think I'd
0: add to that too, Joe. One of the one of the things I have seen, especially um our larger campuses, do, is if the student ministry is meeting combined on a Sunday, Sunday night, that student pastor that has been around for some time that is right now meeting at on Wednesday or Thursday night, they'll go, John, and they'll help out um, from time to time at that other campus on Sunday night. Maybe it's not bringing their students together Mm -hmm. for that, but the teams. Either as a campus is launching, or even you know, as they're growing, um, a staff member who's maybe been a part of the Woodside student team a little bit longer, or is um, like you were talking, really gifted at something, will go and observe or help that type of thing. Yeah, we have seen that yeah. with staffing. It's not necessarily students.
2: Yeah. Is there any specific reason yeah. why you are bringing it up? Is there is there a part of that that you guys are currently entertaining or having to to have that conversation in your context?
1: Yeah, we just have uh, one of our campuses that's pretty close to our Green Oaks campus, and uh, man, we're just right now we're just trying to evaluate. Uh, they're pretty new, so this is their first school year, uh, so we're we're kind of still in that developmental phase of trying to get a lot of the ministries at that campus uh, kind of up and running. And student ministry is one of those areas that we're uh, we've been working on throughout the last uh, five six months, um, and so just evaluating options. And one of those options on the table being to bring. Their students over to worship with our our uh, Green Oak Student Ministry uh, to worship on Wednesday nights um, for a, a time until we can really get some momentum built back with that campus. So just trying to evaluate if if you guys have had any experience with that or um, you know kind of let you guys speak into that a little bit. But that was that was really helpful.
0: You know, in in my travels, actually, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I think that not in a bad way, it's a very Texas thing to do. Um, <laughs> it's, seriously, I've seen you know a lot of churches that within in Texas specifically, probably because of the vastness of it and the amount of churches that are there that will combine, whether they're multi-site or not. So I think you have to take that into context too. Mm-hmm. For families, for students, is that radically abnormal? And Again, just as I'm sitting here processing, I don't know that in Texas it's really foreign. I think churches do stuff a lot together more than maybe we would do in the Midwest.
2: That's how they make it bigger in Texas. Amen. You know? uh, we um, <laughs> and, our, and, and so to answer that the, the the part of the question I was thinking when you were when you were sharing that is we do. I, I think in the campus I'm at, um, I have two campuses that are within 15 minutes of me, mm-hmm. um, and two others that are depending on traffic. Twenty-ish minutes away from right. me, so we do have some some proximity with one another. Uh, and I thinking through it from some of our other campuses. You know, I think through one of the campuses that's 15 minutes away uh, from us and you know we've seen them over the years grow but they've always been 15 20 minutes away from us and even when they were kind of they were landlocked for a while they had some building issues for a while we always talked about the amount of parking spots that they had Um, it kind of became a running joke um (laughs) because they were talking about needing a building expansion so when like those vision videos or whatever be like they only have 52 parking spots um but they were growing. And I think both those campus pastors and that campus student guy would say, we do not wanna go to you guys because we don't feel, although it might feel awkward or there's some more bumps that we're having and momentum's taking a, a, a lot longer to build here, we want to build it here because of how it, it the value it communicates to our families to our campus to those students and and so on and so it, it what it did for us if you think for EJ and I when we are in those seats of leadership at that time is okay well how do we help make you win uh, setting those guys there to help teach um, you know leaning in and helping more with resources where we could and so on so I would say from our our experience and speaking from uh, those guys who have sat in those seats for us in the other end because you said you know green oaks is was that that main campus that first campus i'm at that mm. campus that was that first campus main campus none of those guys would want to come here uh, not because they don't love me um yeah and maybe in yeah. the pie chart of things there's a percentage there but because of <laughs> the value they would say at their campus and so uh you know take that with the, the the grain of salt and so on but in uh um in our context i think that's where where we're at and so um, but yeah I mean uh, that's uh, this has been super beneficial and, and, and I love John you just taking the time and uh, to come on the episode and uh, this is going to drop before we going to meet each other face to face here at the end of the month uh, uh, at the multi-summit uh, taking place in New Jersey and so I'm um, glad that you're uh, you're going to be a part of that how'd you get connected with Brent there and and, and being a part of multi-summit
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I think just through uh, the multi-site uh, Facebook page. Okay. Um, when Brent when Brent started to uh, you know ask a lot of questions about if anybody would be interested, I just reached out to him and said, "Hey, dude, I, I don't know who you are, or anything about you, um, and what this is." And So just spent some time talking to him on the phone and and uh, just kind of sharing a little bit about our, our church and kind of what's going on here. And I think just through that, man, that's just kind of led to uh, a little connection there. So and Brent's a, Brent's a big networker, man, for sure. So, Oh, yeah. Very uh, gifted in that way, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely.
0: Well, dude, we're so looking forward to meeting you face to face again. Thanks for joining us. What's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Is that via email or social media? What's best?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can, you can find me on social media. Um, I, I think my, my handle is just John Simmons and then on Instagram it's Jr Simmons. And then, uh, yeah, you can just email me at, uh, John S at rush Um, man would love to, to be uh, continue to learn and, uh, offer any insight that we can offer and, Gain any insight we can gain from uh, anybody out there doing this crazy thing called multi-site student ministry.
2: Amen. We agree with that. And your uh, student ministry—it's Rush Creek students. For those who want to check that out, especially you guys are evaluating uh, social media, we can follow along and, and champion you guys along the way there and see what uh, see what you guys are coming up with. So
1: give us any give us any feedback or helps.
0: <laughs> it's uh, we'll take it those two we're all learning together John it's been such a blessing to have you we're thankful to um, be serving alongside of you and each of our um, listeners if there's anything that any of us can do to bring you value or um, come alongside of you maybe something we can learn so that each of us can serve our communities better please let us know Um, we're thankful that you guys joined in today make sure you follow us on social media go ahead and click that subscribe button so that uh, we can keep doing what we're doing leave us some comments and get in touch we'd love to hear from you we hope that you guys have a great day. We love you. God loves you more. Bye.